Welcome to another episode of Living Your Sparks Second Half. Today's episode is a replay, and I will do replays if I have a great episode that I want to reshare. And I'm doing this because this is a student of mine, and she had an amazing journey, and it's so inspiring. And since today, the Second Half Spark School is open for enrollment, once again, I open enrollment only, well, the last two years, twice in a year. This year, I'm planning to do it again in the fall. So, but I usually open it around this time of year, and I'm really excited to welcome some new students this go round. But I think stories are really important to hear. Like people who have been through this journey have decided that their life was spinning out of control or going nowhere, or they just weren't at the place that they thought they'd be by now. And they're looking at the rest of their life and they're thinking maybe the best is behind me, or maybe I'm not able to do the things that I thought I could do, or I'm past the age that I can do them, or I can't dream anymore because I'm too old and who knows when I'm going to croak. Well, that's not how I want you to think. I want you to think that we don't know how long we have. There could be a 25-year-old walking around and they have days left. And we could have years and years left. And if you attended my free training, you know that Grandma Moses found her purpose of painting when she was 76. So if you're younger than 76, you could have what Grandma Moses had, which was, you know, a, a, a memorable memorable paintings that are hanging in museums and you haven't even gotten started. That's 12 years from now for me. And think of the things I could, could accomplish in the next 12 years. If I already start working on my purpose and what sparks me and the things that light me up. And as I said, in my training purpose is the journey. It's like, it's the search. It's the, it's the journeying and the experiences you have because you're, you're, you're finding what sparks you. You're finding what's interest, interesting to you. You're finding what has meaning to you, what you're curious about, and you become being sparked by that doing of those things. And then the purpose evolves from that and you get clarity. It becomes clear. It's like you're in the fog and the fog starts lifting. And so Denise is a great example of that. And that's why I wanted to bring her story here for you and to listen to. You might have missed it when I first did it, but she has quite the story because she came into the second half spark school when she had COVID and she had what is called long COVID and she was a nurse. And so she was very exposed, obviously, and this is before the vaccines were available. And so, yeah, it was in the throes of the COVID pandemic and she was on medical disability. And can you imagine being so, so sick, but knowing that you needed to change your life? And I think sometimes sickness, and I'm not saying COVID is, is, is COVID was a different animal. So, but we get sick because our immune systems are suppressed or compromised for some reason. And oftentimes it's because we're running ragged in a job or I got chronic, chronic fatigue syndrome, for example, when I was running ragged in a job, I was a young mom, I was trying to do all the things and I got sick. And so sometimes the fact that our life is either spinning out of control or taking us down the wrong path that's making us unhappy. And we're in this busy, busy, busy doing place that's 
endless, unfulfilling doing, that can make you sick. (laughs) Unfortunately, it's the truth. And so I think it's also the universe's way of correcting your path. And although it was a hard path for Denise to walk, she corrected her path. And she listened to the voices inside of her that said, you need this school. You need to go into the second half spark school. You need to learn how to get back on the path that will give your life more meaning and fulfillment and long-term happiness. And so she is quite the example of someone who at midlife decided to change the direction so the rest of her life would be the best part of her life. And she is uh, and 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 she had a list of things that she thought were crazy dreams that she never dreamed of that she never thought she was even were even possible. So why put down dreams when they're not possible? And she didn't think they were possible since so she never wrote them down. She didn't even think to think of them. That's just exactly what, what happened to me in my past. And that's why I know how this can happen. And so she put down this crazy list, thought I was drinking some kind of Kool-Aid. <laughs> and guess what? She found out the Kool-Aid was really good. And the Kool-Aid will take you to the happy place that you want to go. So her story is what you will hear, and I hope you enjoy it and are inspired by it. Hi, I'm Lori Wright, also known as Not Your Average Grandma. I created this podcast as a place for women in their second half of life to go to to receive inspiration. If you are at a place where you believe your best days are behind you, it is my hope one of these episodes will spark you to think differently and lead you to a new belief that your second half may actually be your best half. I want you to stop seeing your age as a limitation and start seeing it as your superpower. You have years of experience and value that the younger you never had. So it's time to lean into that and use it to fuel your future. No more letting age or circumstances hold you back from the pursuit of a more fulfilling and fun life. The happier we are, the better the world will be. So instead of settling for what you don't want, how about going after what you do want? Listen in and let something you hear prompt you to take the first step in making the rest your best. Welcome to another episode of Not Your Average Lives. And like, I am so excited to have another case study here. I have one of my students, Denise Hughes, and Denise, she just is like, uh, what's happened to her is unbelievable in many ways. So you'll hear her story, uh, but it's not all good. (laughs) So be prepared. But uh, it does have a a happy ending where she is now. But it's been a big journey for her. And one of the things that I like about the program is that there's so much transformation in the first six weeks, but it's so much learning and that it continues. So sometimes we think, it's like all about the outcome and it's all about I'm going to get what I need in a very short time or in six weeks. But what happens is that you continue to grow and you continue to learn, you continue to apply, or if you continue to use the tools. And Denise is such a great example of what can happen when you just continue the journey 
and keep applying what you've learned. And so welcome to the program, Denise. Oh, thank you, Lori. So happy to be here. Yes. She's just such a bubbly enthusiast. Now, one of the things I talk about is energy. And so maybe we should just start there because when we are positive people and we feel good about ourselves and we have um, what I call pets, you know, this positive, empowering, you know, thoughts that are kind of like just on more autopilot because a lot of people have come from the negative place and they, they, they have to learn how to switch that. Right. So that's part of what we teach in the program. But you when you switch you instead of repelling people and i can't imagine you ever repel people but but when you were you know actually when you're negative energy you repel people and when you're positive energy you attract and you not only attract people into your life or you make people want you're like a magnet so you want people to be around you more but you attract the things that you want and people don't necessarily believe this or buy into it until they actually experience it and so I, and, and I just want to say that Denise emailed me or messaged me and she just gave me this long message of how much her life, life has changed. And I just like, oh my gosh, will you get on the podcast and talk about it? Because it's so inspiring. And it, it, it and like you said, you, you feel like you're a completely different person. So I'm going to stop talking, but I let's talk about the energy because, you know, when you came into the program, you were, you were actually ill. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So yeah. What? How do you feel like you came in and where your energy was and then what happened after that? Well, the energy was a huge, huge thing for, for many reasons. I'm a, I'm a nurse. I'm a registered nurse. So even and I contracted COVID. So I tested positive a few months before I started your program. So between working bedside during a pandemic, the stress and the energy, like I was already worn down when I when I tested positive and then when I got sick, forget it. Like I, I was in bed for a month and obviously and you had that, like a lot of us, I had COVID, but I had Omicron. So, you know, it was kind of just like having the flu. Yeah. You had like the original. I did. I had the original. Um, there weren't any, um, the studies were still happening. There weren't any uh, vaccines or antibodies or anything. So I just, we were figuring it out. Like, I can't even tell you how many times my doctors were like, well, we're figuring it out as we go, which isn't very comforting when you're dealing with something. And I have asthma, so it just made it that much worse. Ended up being what's called a long hauler. So for a good long time, I was, I was, it took me a long time to dig out, um, energy wise, mentally, all of that. So I spent a lot of time on social media and you came across and I was desperate. I was so desperate. And again, it, a lot of it had to do with COVID, but leading up to COVID, um, like I said, at the bedside, the stress, the working, working in a pandemic in unprecedented times. And um, I was, I was fried and I had no energy and I just, there was no spark. When I tell you nothing, nothing brought me joy. Things that used to, it was just like, I felt like it, I was dead inside. Not to sound mm-hmm. dramatic, but it really felt that way. Yeah. And can you imagine how that affects? Because you're married and have kids. Can you imagine how that affects your family? I mean, you know, back when I was younger, I had chronic fatigue syndrome and I, I it was so hard for me. I couldn't even like I, I, I ended up going part time and just like struggling through those like four hours a day. But there, there's a point in time when your family's just like, come on, can I get with it? You know, <laughs> just like you can't. It's so hard to we take so much for granted just our health when right. it's the everyday doing the things. And then when you don't have it and then you're somebody who is around somebody 
who has it. Right. That is so difficult. It was. And I brought everybody down and it was, and I look back now and I don't know want to say I was toxic, but I was definitely like the black cloud in the family. You know what I mean? I was bringing my work home. I was stressed out and tired. I wasn't bringing anything. I wasn't bringing anything to the family. You know what I mean? Like I, I wasn't, I just wasn't the person that I had been and the person I wanted to be. Right. Um, yeah. Your light was dimmed. That's yeah, what you say. It really was like, yeah, it was just, if dimmed, it was practically out you know? Mm -hmm. And when I found your, your class, I was like, I have to, I'll try anything at this point. I was like, yeah, the free training that I did. Yeah, the free yeah. training, And I was just kind of like, what do I have to lose? I'm not working. Cause I was out of work. Um, you know, why not give a little time for myself? And honestly, I was just like, we'll see, I'll try one or two and see how it goes. Well, I remember just the way you made me think like the ants and pets, I, I was in an abusive relationship with myself. <laughs> yes. So mean. Yeah. I couldn't yeah. believe I would never talk to anybody the way I talked to myself and the way I berated myself if I made a mistake and these un impossible standards I held myself to and, and just horrible. Yeah. Yeah. And so just let me like clarify for the audience who is unfamiliar. So ants are automated negative thoughts and pets are positive, empowering thoughts. So I, we teach in the school how to take your, how to catch, you have to catch your negative thoughts. We're so unaware, you know, and once you start to be aware, it's like, holy moly, I would just finish the training and somebody was like, I am so mean to myself. I would never talk to somebody the way I talk to myself. It's like, so it's an awakening. <laughs> just to realize that the amount yeah. of times in a day I called myself a moron, oh my you know, gosh. because I'd forget something and that this is my favorite ants and pets. I'd be like, I'm such a moron. And I'm like, no, I'm actually quite smart and capable. This is a gentle reminder to slow down. And that was like my favorite one that has stuck with me because I catch myself every once in a while. And I'm like, no, I'm far from a moron. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and, yeah. You know, that's great. That's and you great. just have to, you have to, um, that was, that was a huge thing. Like, and, well, and then it's not just like recognizing them and then creating these things. It's like, you've got really got to brainwash yourself. Right. So you, and I think what happens to a lot of people is they're like, Oh, they do it a few times. And they're like, ah, you know, I'm good, but it doesn't go away until, and I think that the community too, when inside the school, when you see other people, because a lot of people, times people will start to do it and they won't do it. They won't continue to do it. And then they see other people like actually transforming because they've done it the whole time that you're supposed to do it. They've been really diligent about that three minutes a day. That's right. all it takes. And they see other people and then they're like, Oh my gosh. Uh, so the, so the power of the community to see other people where it really works is right. I think really amazing as well. Absolutely. Well, that's just it. You have to change the wiring from all the, your whole life, essentially. Right. You don't realize that this has been years and years and years in the making and just doing it a couple of times isn't going to change that. Right. It's not going to reprogram who you are and what you think it takes time and you got to allow that. That's probably the thing that was most surprising to me is yeah. that you have to, you, you, you need to commit to yourself. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So share the, the, um, cause we're, before I hit record, we we're talking about one of the powerful exercises and that you thought it was like 
um, okay, I'll drink the Kool-Aid. I love that what you said. I should let, let you say that, but she did say that. So go ahead and do your version of it. So I, I, I actually found a notebook when I, right before I texted you and it was an early homework assignment, <clears throat> excuse me. And it was a notebook that I, I switched to a three ring binder. So that's why this was like wayward on its own. And I opened the notebook and I, and I started reading it. I was like, what the heck is this? And it was all the things that bring me joy and all the things I want that can add to that joy. And I remember the homework assignment, like it all hit me like a ton of bricks, like go ahead and write what you want. Just put it out there. And I remember thinking, okay, I'm not going to worry. I'm going to get this. Sure. I'll drink the Kool-Aid. And I just started writing and I was writing crazy stuff, right? Stuff that I just never dreamed in a million years would happen. It was a pipe dream. And I'm reading that list. Okay. And this is what, 18 months later, and pretty much everything on that list has happened or will happen in the very near future. And when I tell you these things that I wrote weren't, it wasn't anything that I had imagined. And it, I, I, I cried, like I read it and I literally cried and I was like, I have to let Lori know that this just happened. And it made me realize that all the things that I've been doing and everything that I've learned has brought me to this point in my life where I, I'm not going to lie. When I first started, I wasn't like, woohoo, let's do this. This is going to work. I was like desperate. I need to do something and anything's better than nothing. Had I ever in a million years believed where I am right now, I would have paid three times as much. I would have, I would have gone through everything I've gone through just to know that this is where I am. You know, uh, just um, remarkable and amazing. And it makes my heart so happy. I like the Grinch with the heart swelling right? up. Yeah, and that's how I feel about all of this. Like, like I said, I wasn't. It wasn't something that I, I went into. I went in with my eyes open, but I wasn't a believer. Do you know what I mean? And I remember listening to some of your podcasts, and I was like, I almost. I don't want to say I didn't believe it because obviously it's truth, but I was just like, that would never happen to me. Do you know what I mean? Like, I can't imagine being that person, and and here I am. Like, I just, yeah. So many of us think we're the exception to the rule. And right, that, right. and why would that be? Why would we be the one exception that, like, that we were created to come here and have a miserable life or an unhappy life or not a fulfilling life? Just crazy. I know. And it really is just a matter of like taking the tools that you've given us and really applying them. And, and like you had said, that it's not something that you just do for a couple of weeks, right? It really is a lifestyle change. And that once you realize that self-care is such an important part, like you care for your family, you care for your home, you care for your cars, right? Why are we last? Why? Like, why are we doing the things like, like all of those exercises that we've done? And why is that something that's so easy to put on the back burner, right? But we change the oil in our car and we vacuum our floors. So it's just, it was an epiphany. I had so many epiphanies through that group. And since then, and it's the gift that keeps on giving and it hasn't stopped. <laughs> you know, I have a gratitude journal that I keep next to my bed. And every night I write in my gratitude things I'm grateful for, things that empowered me today. And it's just like a habit that I've gotten into. And that's what I go to sleep thinking about things to be grateful for, to welcome that into my life. And it's amazing. Like it really is amazing. Yeah. One of the things we talked about was the typing session, because that's a big part of uh, the, you know, before I hit record, but uh, it's a big part of the program. But a lot of people don't have these big jolts. Some people have these big jolts, but they're very misaligned. And I don't think you had that. But what you said, which I loved, is how it impacted your relationships. 
Yes. So I would love for you to speak to that. So um, I, the typing was so much fun. It's so much fun to learn about yourself and why you you kind of take to a, your own tune or the, the beat of your own drum, if you will. And then the people that you're closest to, how they're different, right? And that class, like I love learning about myself and just that I'm not crazy, that I, I behave this way because of X, Y, and Z, but- You're not a moron. <laughs> right, I'm not a moron. <laughs> But the thing that was really cool is that I could really apply all that I learned about myself and really kind of understand my relationship with my husband and even my kids and the people around me, but mostly with my husband, that we've learned to communicate better. And, you know, our relationship has always been solid, but now we communicate on a different level. I can't tell me, tell you how many times, you know, you fight about the same things over and over again. And now... I understand where he's coming from. He understands where I'm coming from. We're able to talk about that. Like we always have the same fight. I have a huge family and going to all the family gatherings. There's so many. It's pretty much every weekend. And he's just like, I can't do it all the time. And we would have these huge fights over this. And once I learned the typing, it just changed the way that we communicated. It, it's literally brought us even closer together. And our relationship has changed on levels that I never even expected. Like I didn't come into this class because I was having any issues with my relationship with my husband, but it's even better. It's even stronger. And again, it's awesome. Like, you know. Yeah. There's just a deeper level of understanding of other people in general right. too. Right. And yeah. And, and how, how we might come across with our personality type versus, you know, why they might be projecting to us. So yeah, I love that. It's so great. So let's talk about the journey, because one of the things about your journey, as I was reflecting on it, is, it, you know, sometimes we want a crystal ball, but sometimes if we had a crystal ball, we really wouldn't want to look, we w wouldn't want to know yeah. what, what's ahead of us, what's ahead of us, because here you were suffering from a long COVID. You were in a job you didn't like, you, you were calling yourself names, <laughs> but the journey ahead was not going to be an easy one. And so you got fired from what well, you, you couldn't continue with your job. So, but a lot of people, it's funny, I interview on the podcast, they were so devastated that they got fired from their job or they lost their job when it's the best thing that ever happened to them. So in hindsight, right? And so one of the things on your list was a dream job. And so I would definitely talk about that, but you got ill. Mm -hmm. And so let, can you just like share what happened and just, just share? So with the long haul COVID, I was, um, it's kind of a long story, but I'll try to keep it quick. Um, so I, I have asthma. They had me on steroids, I think for about six months and sick and steroids cause bone loss in the body. Um, <clears throat> excuse me. So in the meantime, I was having some funny labs and they thought they, they diagnosed me with hyperparathyroidism. So they were just like, you know what, we're just going to watch it. Your labs are kind of borderline. It's nothing that we need to address immediately because the only way to really um, cure that is to have it, their hyper, your parathyroid gland removed. But they were like, let's just do a bone scan just in case. So I had a bone scan and I had significant bone loss in my hips. Whether or not it's from my parathyroid gland over, overacting or the steroids, we won't know. But had that not happened, I wouldn't have had my parathyroid removed. When they removed my parathyroid, they found cancer on my thyroid, which ended up being an aggressive cancer, which CAT scans didn't pick up ultrasounds didn't pick up, nothing picked up until they opened, opened up my neck. So then 
a couple of weeks later, I had to go back and have my thyroid, my whole thyroid removed. Um, and then I had to go and have radioactive iodine treatment. Um, and this is all, this all happened about two weeks after I got fired from my job. So I kind of had a lot of stuff going on. It was pretty, looking back, I feel like looking back, it seems like it's harder than it was because when I was going through it, all I kept saying was, well, thank God I had COVID and I was on those steroids or I never would have had that surgery and they never would have found that cancer because they found it early. It was only, it was already in two lymph nodes, even though it was um, found early, but had it gone any longer, you know, I don't know what could have happened, but in any event, it was found early. And I literally wasn't, I never felt sorry for myself. Like I was like, well, everything happens for a reason. We got to get through this. You know, I was a little bummed about my job, but I was like, what am I going to do? I'm not going to stress about it. When I'm healed and I'm better, I'll find a job. So I, my girlfriend who helped, who got me the interview for this job, when I was going through everything, we were talking one day and I was like, you know, if your company's hiring, let me know. I said, I think it's something I might want to try. She was like, we're never hiring. She's like, but obviously I'll keep you posted. A week before my surgery, she called me. She's like, Denise, get that resume ready. We're hiring. She's like, I'm telling you, I, this is who you need to send your resume to. And I was like, I can't right now. I've got too much going on. She was like, Denise, get your resume, send it in. You can always say no. And I remember I had so much going on. I was like, you know what? She's right. I can always say no. I sent in my resume and they called me two days later. <laughs> and they were like, when can you interview? And I was just like, wait, what? So I, I said, can we do it in two weeks? Cause I just wanted to be over surgery and everything. I'm like, no problem. And they hired me pretty much on the spot. And I've been working there for two months. I absolutely love it. I can't, it checks all the boxes for my dream job. That was at the top of my list of all the things that I want that I thought was a pipe dream. And then I wrote the best job and the best in capital letters. And underneath it said, um, I had written autonomy over my own schedule, nights and weekends off with my family, less stress, good money, um, and working from home, but being on the road a little bit. I'm a nurse. What kind of job is that? I worked at the bedside and here I am, literally checks every single box. And I thought of something you said to me. We had a meeting and I remember telling you, I was like, I'm never going to be able to retire. And you said something to me that I was kind of like, I didn't like that answer. You said, what about a job that you won't want to retire from? And I remember I was like, okay. <laughs> <laughs> and I know it's still new. I've only been doing it for a couple of months, but I'm there. Like, I feel like on weekends, if I have to work, I don't care. I work sometimes till seven o'clock at night. And then the next day I can take half the day off. Like I can kind of live my life and work. I'm not like living to work. Do you know what I mean? Like I'm working just to live so I can work as much, not as much as little. I mean, I have a, a responsibility, but it's not ruling my life. Mm. And not stressing you out. Not stressing me out. I'm not like emotionally and physically drained and I'm still helping people. I'm still using my nursing license. So I couldn't be happier. I couldn't be happier. Yeah. I must tell you, I had chills during you describing that because to me, that is just once you switch your headspace, because like when you found out you had cancer, you were abundant. You stood in the abundant mindset saying, thank God they found it. Mm -hmm. If I didn't have long COVID, which you were suffering from and you could have like that could have been a whole different victim story. Right. And you saw the abundance in it instead of the lack. Right. And you manifested that job because you made it 
you put it out there. You said to your friend, if anybody's ever hiring, we have to tell the universe what we want. I see that all the time now. I say, you have to ask for what you want because then how is anybody going to know? If you're thirsty and you want a glass of water, you ask for a glass of water. So you have to ask. And that is now, now I ask. I ask for anything that I want, whatever that might be. I have no problem asking for it. Yeah. And, and people don't know that is accessible. And the other thing is that we don't even, that's why you coming into the program, you didn't even have a dream for that. Mm -hmm. You just had a dream. You you just had a a wish for what you didn't have. (laughs) And when you wish for what you don't want, what happens? You get more of it. Right. And I have plenty of that. Yeah. You learned that, right? Oh my gosh. Yeah. Yeah. So here it is, you know, you know if, and again, if you had a crystal ball, oh, okay, you're going to have, you're going to get fired from your job and you're going to get cancer and it's an aggressive kind. You'd be like, no, thank you. Good. I'll, okay. I'll just, I'll just stay in this like miserable spot I'm in. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> We're so afraid to r- ride the journey out that could be mo- the more beautiful. And then you have a story to tell other people. How right. powerful is that? Other cancer survivors or other people that you know, as a cancer survivor of other people going through and dealing with what, what you went through. Or even just, it's not even cancer. Like it's not even like, I mean, I'm lucky, you know, I'm lucky. Um, mine's treatable. I got it out of my body. I am very, very fortunate that I'm not going through some of the other treatments, but it's just that when people get to this point in their life and you literally feel like what's next, like what's next, you know, you just kind of, your kids are gone and you're in a job that you don't love and you just kind of living and just kind of going. And that's where I was at. I was just kind of like, now what, like what's there to, I mean, it sounds so depressing, but what's there to look forward to? You know what I mean? Like, it just didn't feel like it's like, Oh, get up, go to work, come home go to sleep, get up, go to work, you know? And, and now it's like every day there's something to be grateful for. There is no way that there isn't something to be grateful for. Yeah. And how, how beneficial for your kids and your family to be that person that has that light now. Right. You drive my husband nuts. Yeah. And you're, you have, you're the example of what's possible for them. I'm always like, what are you grateful for today? <laughs> that's great. Are we playing that game again. <laughs> yeah. That's awesome. <laughs> yeah. So yeah. And you, you, I love the whole ripple effect. So can you share, cause this is one of the things you shared uh, with me was about like what p- other people have noticed. Yeah. So my parents individually have both come to me and said that in they're divorced. So it's not like they're sitting around chatting about it over coffee, but they have each come to me separately and said that they can't believe how I've come through this, these last couple of years and how more balanced I am. How I have like a calmer energy and stronger. And they said that they just, they have neither one of them have seen me more happy and, and just what's the word that they use, but just basically balance is the biggest thing. And my dad just says, he's like, I want to, nothing more for you to continue to have that balance and continue to prosper. He's like, I've never known anybody to prosper through something that you've been through like you have. And he's like, and I've never been more proud of you, honestly. And I literally, and he's not a mushy guy. So that was kind of like dad. <laughs> so yeah. Cause our parents, just like we want our kids to thrive. Like our parents want us to thrive. Right. Right. And just, and they both said it like within not that long of each other. And it was really kind of, 
um, I don't know, it was kind of humbling and it really just kind of made me reflect and say, yeah, I've done that. And I've put in the time, I've put in the self-care, I've taken time for myself to do the things that need to be done and without any apology, right? Just doing it. And sometimes I'm tired and I don't want to do the things, but you know what? Just like you have to muddle through some things, you have to do the work. You cannot put yourself on the back burner. And I've learned that, that it's just as important as taking care of anybody or anything else. Yeah. Yeah. One thing that I want to ask you about is because I believe that how we show up, you know, we we talked about the energy and how you attract things. And, and I I find it very interesting that like you went and interviewed with a company and they knew you were having surgery and that they were like, you know, most people would like want to hide that because it's like, oh, they won't, they won't want to hire somebody who's sick. Or, yeah. you know, has, has, might, they might be worried about too much sick leave or, you know, they don't have the energy or whatever. So, and it sounds like you were fully upfront with them. But how did you feel in the interview? Because so many of us show up for an interview, like so afraid that we're not going to get the interview instead of showing up as, you will be lucky to have me work for you, <laughs> you know, to show up with this. You should be interviewing them, not right. them interviewing you. And so I would just like to know how you think what you did and the and the work you did as part of the second half spark school, like kind of impacted that internal confidence that you so easily were able to get that interview and and get the job. Well, it's funny, right, because for the first time in an interview, I wasn't afraid to ask for what I wanted. So I asked for more money than I thought that they would ever pay me. And then they gave it to me. <laughs> like, what? Oh my God, that's awesome. Um, and I just, I went in honestly without fear. I was like, if I don't get it, I don't get it. It's not meant to be. And I kind of accepted that before I even went in and I was myself. I, I wasn't, I honestly, I look back, I wasn't even nervous, which is so not like me. I was like, this is who I am. This is what I know. I, it's case management. I know nothing about it, but I know what I know. And I know I'm a hard worker and I know I'm a great learner and I'm dedicated. And you'd be, you'd be lucky to have me because it's not. You didn't tell them you were a moron. I did not (laughs) tell them I was a moron. I didn't even think it as a matter of fact. Oh my God, that's amazing. Actually, it's so funny. Yesterday, I, um, I went running out of the house and I forgot something. And for the first time in a long time, I was like, oh, what a moron. And I was like, oh, and I had to like think for a minute what my pet was because I haven't used it in so long. And I was like, no, I'm not a moron. <laughs> <laughs> you gotta, you gotta dust that pet off and start a pull. Oh, so, yeah. I know. Right. I'm going to have to start listening to my recording again, because I was like, where did that come from? No, no, there'll be none yeah. of that. Yeah. And there's so much nonverbal that's happening when you go in feeling like that. Mm-hmm. So you were probably smiling more. Yeah. You probably had more eye contact. You know, there's just these little things that we don't even know is happening. Right. And I'm relaxed, standing up straighter. I just, and that's it. I just feel better about everything. And it's funny because I'm not even close to being 100% better health-wise, although I'm a thousand times better than I was, but I still have a way to go. But when you take in the whole person, I feel I've never felt better in my life ever. Mm. And I can't even, and it's like, I'm excited to my, for my journey. Like my, I look forward to doing the things to make myself feel better and even exercising and, and working and just 
I don't know. I feel like I'm building my life right now and it feels pretty awesome. Yeah. At my age. Do you know what I'm like? I'm, yeah. I feel like at this point you're kind of winding down, but I feel like I'm just building again. And I just, I'm excited. And I'm yeah. Excited. And so, yeah, that, so we, I speak to that too. Like, you know, people come in and they say, I'm so unmotivated uh, and I like have no direction. And so it's just like, you know, going through that process of finding yourself and, you know, find, finding the dreams that are inside of you that just is an injection of, of energy. It's like it, that's motivation in and of itself. And people don't realize how easy it is to access, but how much we don't even, aren't even aware of how to do that. So, yeah. And the thing that's crazy, right. Is once you stop pressuring, like I had a lot of pressure, like, what do I want to do? What's going to make me happy? Like I put all that pressure on myself to figure it out. Right. And once I let that go and kind of, said, okay, I'm going to work on me and kind of see where that goes. I literally let go of all that pressure of like, what am I, ho- I, had, I didn't have hobbies. I stopped reading. I stopped doing crossword puzzles. All like the little things that I'd love to do. I just didn't do anymore. I was like watching TV and working and that's it. And like, and I was like, oh, I don't read anymore. And I don't do crosswords anymore. What's wrong with me? When I let go of that pressure, right. To find a hobby and worked on the things, all the things, like I remember I don't want to tell too much about the program, but doing the homework, right? Mm-hmm. And some of them, I was like, why are we doing this? But looking back, it all makes so much sense that the hobbies found me, right? I love reading again. I have my new goals, right? I will, I did a new vision board. I actually just finished it. Um, and I have all of these new goals and aspirations that I'm just putting out there that I want. And I'm not going to worry about how I'm going to get them. I'm not going to worry about you know, what's the next step? It's out there. It's what I want. And that's what I want today. Maybe different tomorrow. And I'm okay with that. There's no more pressure of, you know, what am I going to do to keep myself interesting to myself or to those around me? And here it is. It just comes at me, the things that I enjoy doing. And like you said, people, I find people want to be around me and they're inviting me to take walks and do you know what I mean? And, and calling me and texting me like my friends are, I don't know, maybe I'm just a better light to be around. Oh, yeah, you're a magnet. You're a magnet. But it's funny because, you know, people coming in have no, they don't have or very little evidence of that which to believe in, right? Mm Because so much of this is just believing and putting it out there. And when you have very little evidence, it's hard to have belief. And so you have some real evidence now. And so it changes the whole like, space in in terms of what can come in and what you can dream about it gets bigger and bigger and so I love that I get to tell you a weird thing I have never in my life gotten up without an alarm clock never ever ever I would always sleep until the last possible minute and now I don't know what's going on but between 6 and 6 30 I'm awake and looking forward to my day not like oh it's time to get up like I am and I if I would have bet you every penny in my bank account when we first started this, if you said, Denise, you're going to feel like this. And I'd be like, you're bananas. And, <laughs> and here I am. I'd be broke because I would have had to pay you. Like I get up looking forward to my day. Like, what am I going to do today? What's going on today? And I'm not that person. Like I've had a lot of years of not being that person. And here I am. Mm, I'm telling you, that's great. It's real. 
I, I need to have a theme song of like Gwen Stefani's song, you know, it's B-A-N-A-N-A-S. Um, <laughs> but I did, I did think of a quote when you were talking about how, how you let it go is, is it's the great, let it, it um, let go to let in is a really yeah. great quote because sometimes we're just like holding on, like we want it so bad. And then you just like have to be, and that's kind of where abundance helps. It's like, you know, look around what you have and you still have to state what you want. Cause a lot of people confuse abundance and they think, oh, well, I just have to be happy for what I have and shouldn't want anything else. No, no, no. You're, you you want something else, but you're happy for what you have. It's like kind of backwards that. And it doesn't have to be material things, right? Like I, when I put it out there, I want balance. I say that all the time. I want balance. I want to continue to prosper. And when I say prosper, it doesn't mean monetarily. I just want to, to me, prospering means growing, right. And getting better or becoming who I am. Like I've never felt more authentic than I do now. And every day I feel better. That's amazing. Yeah. And isn't that little weird that you wanted balance and then one of your parents use that word. Yeah. Right. And that's it. Like I'm not on this like emotional high all the time that life is so good. I really do feel a sense of peace. Peace. I do. I feel, Mm -hmm. and it's, I know I keep saying it over and over again, but it like makes me want to cry when I think about how blessed and grateful I am for everything that I have and the peace that I feel inside and that I'm worthy to have this and I deserve it and I've worked for it. And I am just so grateful. I'm grateful to be where I am sitting here talking to you. If you had said it to me back when we started, I just, I never would have believed you never in a million years that this is where I'd be right now. And then, like you said, if I had known what I would have had to have gone through, I think it would have been a very different story. Had I gone through that, not having the tools to get through it because I want to say, I, I don't want to say I was a, had a victim mentality, but I was always like, of course, like, why not? Bad things happen. Do you know what I mean? Like I always felt like I, I attracted it. I attracted bad mm-hmm. things. Yeah. And yeah. I no longer do that. And yeah. Now just, you're living, you're not your average life. Right. Seriously. Yes, you are. <laughs> and I, I want to also say, because, you know, people might look at me as this like, oh my gosh, she has all the answers and she has this program. I was like, right where you are. I was, I didn't know what to do. I didn't have any awareness. I didn't like, I didn't know. And so like I, the reason why I created this program and like hearing your story is like, it's just proof and evidence for me that, yeah, this, this, what I, what I believe and what I, what helped me is will help other people and will help so many people. And so, um, yeah, you're such a great example and having, not just me say it, but having somebody else who's been through it mm-hmm. uh, is is means more than anything. So thank you so much for taking the time for being well, here. You have to know that what you do really does matter. It matters. And every, every person that you help makes our world a better place. Because if everybody felt like I do right now, <laughs> there'd be world peace. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. 
So what you do really is a service. Yeah. That is um invaluable. It really mm. is. Yeah. And I really am so blessed that I got to meet you and yeah. you've helped me change, turn around my life. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, and and like you're helping this new company. Like Denise's light is shining bright in, in this company and not only in her family and like the people she 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 is attracting into her life. So that's why I say the people you love, it's affects the people you love and the people you haven't even met yet. Right. Right. I like that. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, thanks so much for being a beacon of light and for uh, sharing your story and being maybe, you know, a reason that some people will say yes to themselves. I hope so. I hope so. You won't regret it. Say yes. (laughs) All right. Thank you. Thank you, Laurie. Bye-bye. Thank you so much for tuning into the Living Your Spark second half podcast. If you'd like to watch my guest interviews, you can find the video version of this podcast on my Not Your Average Grandma YouTube channel. Also, you can check out what I have going on at the moment by going to my website at notyouraveragegrandma.com or find me on Instagram or Facebook at Not Your Average Grandma. If you like this episode, please mention it to a friend and don't forget to leave a review so I know the topics you like best and can bring you more of that content in upcoming episodes. Last but not least, Remember to always listen to that inner voice that will never steer you wrong and make living from the most sparked place possible your biggest priority. When we do that, we make the world a better place.